You're listening to Common Ride with me, a podcast about stud-filled shows full of heroes. I'm James Dorrington, and I'm your expert. And I'm James Baker. I'm your newcomer. This week, we looked at the first two episodes, Common Rider, Brack, <laughs> and Shin. And we are back. And James, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> happy Valentine's Day to you, man. So, um, fuck, Mary kill. Uh, cover writer zero one, cover writer fives, a, a cover writer double. What? Uh, the suits, not the characters, just the suits. Fives kill. Okay. Uh, fuck zero one and Mary double. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I'd probably kill zero one. Hmm. I'd probably fuck double and marry Fies, but no. Um, I don't know what I have against Fies. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> it's an awesome suit, but you know, zero one is my first love, so I can't kill it. You you got more shows under your belt than I do, so I respect that. One thing it takes from um, from Fies though is that like it has like a suit that like has like a special version for like nighttime, like where it's like, like all like reflective and glowing, which is fun. Mm-hmm. And like, I love when they show like the nighttime shots of like the glow in the dark zero one. That looks so cool. Yeah. But no, um, for Valentine's day, we are looking at Kamen Rider black, which is the very popular show from the eighties. That is the only Kamen Rider show to actually get its own sequel, which is like very exciting. But uh, first, so James this week, Besides common riders suits and their butts, what are you looking at? <laughs> uh, besides those, I'm watching uh, ID Invaded. It's a new anime that came out uh, winter or first quarter of 2020. Uh, it has a lot of uh, psychopaths vibes. Uh, I would say it's like a psychological thriller type anime mixed with some crime new war stuff based inside of. Uh, a world that Christopher Nolan created. <laughs> uh, if that didn't sell it, then you should definitely check it out. Yeah. Um, like I've like for this week, like I've been like looking at like s- some things that I've missed from the start of the year. Just like I'm finally looking at like uncut gems, which I've heard so much about for a while. And I'm, it was fucking amazing. Yeah. It was really good. Um, underrated for, you know, like Oscar wars and, uh, some other award shows, but movies like that don't really get a lot of recognition. They don't really take those A24 uh, gangster crime movies too seriously. Um, I guess because it's not a lot of emotional investment into the characters. It's more like anxiety induced. But uh, I thought it was award winning worthy. So Adam Sandler is like the WWE of people. Where like he can do good things, but he just chooses not to, because mm-hmm. every couple of years he just is like, also I could be an award winning actor. You might not know from like Jack and Jill, but like I could actually do like a very good movie. Like there's like a Punch Drunk Love. There's like Funny People. Guy 
think it was good. Like he's done like every like eight years, he's been like, oh, might as well do a really good movie, which is so weird. He just like shift and like get bored of making money on vacation, you know? Yeah, and I think he has like a deal with Netflix right now to do like some more rom coms. But uh, you know, after a while having a whole career about that like doing that, you kinda wanna challenge yourself here and there and he knows how to pick his pick his spots and uh he definitely showed his range with uh, uncut gems. Yeah, and just like it's I love that like Kevin Garnett's just, just like in the movie as Kevin Garnett. Yeah, he's fucking That's awesome. Fucking funny. I also like the girl a lot. Oh my god. Julia is it Fox? Forget her name. Oh, yeah, I think so. But damn, she has a bright future, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, inappropriate. Uh, but no, um, yeah, there's just so much to look at that it can be hard sometimes to be caught up. And I am so glad that I took the time for Uncut Gems. It's one of those things where it just like felt like I kept saying, this is too much of a time commitment to actually do something for two hours instead of like half an hour while I'm on my phone, you know? So it was nice. Yeah, it was a fun two hours too. And uh, for you all out there though, this week we um, have picked some questions and we aren't answering your biggest question, which we answered last time, which is uh, what are we going to watch next? Like when will you watch like what and what and what? We're going to watch Gokaiger at some point, everyone. Like we'll watch game at some point. We'll watch this, like we'll watch Mighty Morphin, but for right now we're like looking at some more varied stuff. But like we'll get back there, I promise you. Like we'll get there, you know. All right, so James, what's the first question we have for today? So this is from Tim. What's up, Tim? He asks, "How do I describe Toku to my friends that only know Power Rangers?" I'll let you take this one first. So I think there's like a a weird nerd stuff like stigma and i think that's true with things like um very 80s perception of like comics and D and everything and i think that um where it's it's like gone away for lots of things it might still be there for, for like for toku because um it is mostly known through like through powerage like in the states for the most part, I'd say just kind of like talk about it like in terms of, oh, it's like kind of like um, Marvel movies or like a live action like Shonen anime or that kind of thing where it's just, oh, this is like a like style of filming that and like there's some like cool fun stuff and maybe just find like a show or two. Like I think uh, Comrade like Double or um, for one of the newer Godzilla movies, like you could totally have something like fun to show people where they're like, oh yeah, like this is like cool and different but just like also be like less defensive because it is things like Kamen Rider are still technically shows for kids like even if they're well made so like don't get so defensive that like you don't have some level of okay yeah like this isn't like you're not watching like the leftovers but also just (laughs) say oh this is like a kind of filming and like here's something that I think you might like you know what do you think James um I think I always go to calling it a like a live action anime, like you referred to earlier. Um, like I say, like or like you guys know, I am a newcomer, so this is my first full on experience with Toku, and uh, it's been fun, you know, dissecting each episode of Zero One. But uh, it kind of reminds me of a shonen, like James said. Um, I would say 
it also kind of reminds me of um, maybe like a uh, well choreographed uh, two minute fights here and there. Uh, you don't really have a lot of fighting in every anime episode, but this one definitely has a lot of uh, fighting. So if you're into like fighting choreography, you could like throw in like a live action uh, Jackie Chan uh, anime where he's uh, dressed up as a Power Ranger or some shit like that. But I would definitely lean on the live action uh, anime reference. And maybe just find something that like is like a cool standalone, like maybe like um one of the like better movies, like maybe like you could like look at like Commander Amazons. That's like a dark show that like is like more explicitly for adults and does like clearly make that separation. Like that's like it's like something that is different and something that is like self contained, like enough people like, oh, like this is like a fun like way to watch like a like good story kind of thing. Yeah, and you definitely want to gauge your friends because if it wasn't for as much as I'm enjoying Zero One, I might not still be here today. Because <laughs> over the course of the pod, I have seen a couple of Comrider shows that I'm not really into. So I don't know how I would have stayed or stayed along that long with the show that I didn't enjoy. But uh, I mean, if it's one of your close friends, you know what he likes and you know what to suggest to him or her. And to like uh, your friends, like, don't have to like everything that you like, like as much as you like it. So like, if you just say, Hey, like here's something I'm watching, like want to watch it with me. That might work better than say, I think this is perfect for your personality. Like according to like your Myers Briggs test kind of thing, like just let it be something. Oh, like I watched this thing. You might like it. Like it's like a nerve wracking thing, but maybe just watching something that you like. And like, if like your like friend or like your like um, partner likes it, that's cool. But yeah, um, for our second question uh, from uh, Poop Swami, which, yeah, um, if you had to choose a knife or a bat as your weapon in a fight, which would you choose? Your opponent gets the other. So, James, <laughs> you first. So, you told me about this question a couple of weeks ago, and we were finally getting around to it. And I put some thought into it, but I guess now I'm on the spot to finally answer it. So I have to break this down mentally because I haven't chose one yet. So okay. with a knife, I feel like a knife is more threatening than getting hit with a bat because it could definitely puncture an organ. Uh, you could bleed faster with a knife. But with the bat, you have a lot more range. So yeah. I think that's the only benefit of having a bat is having range. But it takes a lot longer to wind up a bat to put enough power into it. So I think I could take a hit in the head with the bat and stab at the same time. So I'll probably take the most deadly weapon. I'll take a knife. How about you? It's hard. It's just a, it's tough, right? The knife takes more skill is the problem. It's something where like, there's more risks, more skill involved, more reward. Yeah. But like you probably can make somebody keep from your range with a bat and like hit with a bat. Most people can well enough that most people with a knife might be like fuck like it's um uh, i could probably um keep some distance and make sure that i got somebody hard like uh look um haven't been hit by both these weapons before um it definitely feels like you're more disoriented by like the bat i've definitely been stabbed and not noticed that's not good but uh <laughs> happens um in the place of like adrenaline, though, you can get like 
for me at least, like I felt like a bat is like a a much more of like a like a, what do they call it in like Smash Bros or like fighting games? Power up. Hey, like um, like zone mm-hmm. thing. Like it like helps you like control the area better. I guess <laughs> that's my thought at least. Yeah, I'm I'm still sticking with a knife because I even thought about you could throw a knife, even even though you could throw a bat, <laughs> you could like throw it at somebody's head and just you know get lucky. <laughs> So not only is a knife uh, pretty much sway him away, it's a projectile as well. So I'm pretty confident in my answer. You can throw a knife is not, is not, <laughs> it, that's not, that does not, okay. You, like, you might win if you throw a knife. Um, there are lots of people who can't get things in like trash cans that are like I'm wide confident open. in my, in my, uh, my throwing abilities. I think I can nail somebody in the head with one. Uh, (laughs) all right let's go to the next one so this one is for me hi james or i should probably say the name first this is from x4 snap riku yeah he says hi james i do a lot of drawing and fanfic stuff power rangers and kamen rider mostly do you have a story or idea for your own kamen rider oc you should look at Kamen Rider Shinobi. I've made a couple OCS based off that. So I haven't had a chance to check it out. Uh, if you are listening to this pod, um, shoot me over some of your uh, drawings or some of your concept stuff. Uh, you didn't really leave a website or how to find it. Uh, send it to me on Twitter at PopcoatNet. But I have been putting some thought into my name, but not so much my uh, design. I would probably go by Kamen Rider Otaku, and I would probably base my design off the classics like uh, Black. Um, I like the little simplicity of their designs. Um, I like the big grasshopper eyes, but I got to have a cape. I definitely want a cape. Um, Color scheme-wise, I like neutral colors, Uh, maybe something from like the Yeezy season. (laughs) like uh, some earth tones or something like that. Um, Red eyes for sure. But uh, yeah, if you come up with something like that and you want to get it to me, give it to me for a late Valentine's present, I appreciate it. (laughs) I think that um, something that is missing from Common Rider is uh, just uh, is that raw romantic energy. So I think for me, I would make um, my character. Okay. Full armor, except for like an open V-neck that shows like your actual chest. <laughs> now, that might not seem practical, but like Batman has his symbol be like one color to like draw their attention. Just like I'm not worried about the knife. I'm not worried about you attacking my chest center because <laughs> I'm going to be so you're good. You're asking to die. <laughs> so I'm thinking like like a powder blue open V-neck. <laughs> you're dead. Um, I'll like Guido it up and I'll like wear like a like old chain too. That seems like a very effective like I'll be like a disco theme cover writer, I guess, at that point. Like a just a, like common rider like Travolta, just like a powder blue, open V neck, chest hair, chain, and just like uh no weapons. Oh, I forgot to mention and, uh, the weapon. What do you want? A sword, of course. You guys know I'm obsessed with swords. 
Gotta have a sword. I don't care about nothing else. No, maybe like my weapon would be like a like have like a one small piece of floor that'll like light up when I dance on it. There you go. <laughs> oh boy. So, Kamen Rider Otaku and Kamen Rider Travolta. <laughs> two great tastes that are are already canceled. But no, uh, let's uh, shoot to uh, Kamen Rider Black. And now, so we are looking at the first two episodes of Kamen Rider Black to try to get like a small sampling of it. So, the, like the important thing here is that um, the uh, uh, the first Kamen Rider in 1971, like things go on, like there's a new series, but Kamen Rider Black is like a soft reboot of like the series where it goes like from being very absurd to being like cool and 80s and like more interesting. So, like this is like a very this is a very like major and iconic point for the franchise and like this show is the only show that got like a direct sequel for example so what did you think of Kamen Rider Black James? Um, I actually liked it like you said it was very retro based uh, the aesthetics were pretty much fire um, it was pretty much an action packed sci-fi thriller with horror elements um, I really enjoyed the suit it's probably the most familiar suit that I'm familiar with uh, the mm-hmm. bike is so sick I think during the opening uh, you know, he's riding it down the ocean line and then um it goes into this tunnel and you can just see the heads headlights. That was pretty dope. I like that. Um What a great opening. Yeah, really great opening. Uh <laughs> I like the ending too when he's like has his bar- bike parked and just walking away. So the opening and the outro is pretty fire. And uh I loved how his special attacks reminded me of Street Fighter attacks. It's like rider yeah. punch. <laughs> Rider kick, but uh, yeah, because he's like much more like uh, he has one form and like three attacks for the whole show, and it's just like weird like stunts and like stuff that like they'll do, which is like way different from like, where they're at now. For example, like there's one rider with one form and like three attacks, basically. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, the practical effects are pretty good. Um, I think in the first episode they had like the monsters are like these spider. Spideroids. They look so good. Yeah, they were really good. Um, I like I like the design of those characters. Um, I love the older shows how they util- utilize the bikes in battle. Um, they don't really do that in um zero one at all. Um, but I like how they use the bikes a lot more in all the older older shows. And it's always funny for me when we go back and revisit the uh, Kamen Rider shows from like the seventies and eighties how they disregard exposition. <laughs> like he transforms and he knows how to fight. And then he automatically calls his bike battle hopper. <laughs> I'm like, okay, just, just forget how we got to this point. But overall, this, this seemed like a really cool, uh, I'm about to say anime. This seems like a really cool uh, toku to get into. I love how they didn't have the effects to make anything look realistic. Mm-hmm. So they were just like, we're painting backgrounds and like making people move like in front of them, like in front of like paintings, let's just go wild. And like, there's these weird, like twisting, like vein, like corridors and designs, all this cool shit going on. And like, there's like, a little, 
uh, like priests spinning like in front of like this like flashing background. It's like, okay, this is just, you had to go big because you couldn't look like a modern set. Like, so you're also not trying to be as like grounded or like bland or like stay on model. So there's just like a lot of like weird uses of like effects and like location, which is like really cool. Yeah. The funniest one for me was when they're on the boat and like the play came and like, everybody's just like, that was a creepy scene. Yeah, just like acting like nothing's going on, like just drinking and just like every and the other two guys are like panicking, like what the fuck is going on here? And as soon as that happened, I figured that they were like some kind of Illuminati group. Uh, the, the Gold Gum, I think that's their name. Yeah, Gold Gum. Yeah, whenever all these like famous people get around, the first thing I think of is Illuminati. But um, not going into much details on each episode, just overall thoughts. Um, I really enjoyed the first two episodes. How we start kind of like in media res, like this young guy's like being chased by these like flying priests. And then it's like, oh, like I've been kidnapped. And I've been like worked on and like made into like the cyborg because they want to have like a new century king. And my brother's been kidnapped too. And was this before, was this before Pfizer or after? This is like 15, 16 years before. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like this take on the whole, uh, like how you introduce a character is what I would go for versus what Fies did. Like their opening was pretty much the bad guy was the main character at the beginning. I feel like this was a better take on doing that. And then you introduce a tragedy from there. So I could, I could definitely see how black came before Fies, but, um, I really did like how he found out that he was pretty much like a sacrificial lamb because his stepfather joined the Illuminati <laughs> and his real dad didn't want to and he died. And mm-hmm. uh, how pretty much like his stepfather regretted it because you see your son and your stepson being open by these fucking ghost figures. <laughs> and you don't know what the fuck's going to happen next. But uh, that whole setup was pretty cool. Um, and, and, uh, yeah. What'd you think? In the next episode that like we watch is like, oh, like flashback our 19th birthday. There's all <laughs> these famous people we've never met here. Mm-hmm. And they mention, oh, I'm so glad that you're going to be like the new <laughs> king. And they're like, oh, what's that? What's, the, what's that about? Like, yeah, the same and then like a bunch that, right? of grasshoppers just die <laughs> and nobody reacts to it. Yeah. Then they like. F- figure something weird is going on and they go to their father's what was it their, his lab or some shit and they figure out yeah what's going on i'm like so all this happened the night before <laughs> like this show pretty much took place a couple days after their 19th birthday party which is fucking wild I, and then he goes to like the singer's yeah. house to try to get answers and they fucking killed her and that monster design what was it, like a werewolf or some shit that was pretty a cool jaguar too. or something like yeah a cheetah maybe that was sick i like that design too it looks so like ratty but also like very like tactile but no like i uh, just love how this show basically is like it's the 80s so like let's have fun on a boat and then go to a party <laughs> and then like yeah they really embrace it i think yeah the moment before they went to their party it kind of reminded me of like a miami vice episode Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. It felt like it was like near a beach somewhere and like they're just, you know, having a good time and then shit happened. And it's like, oh, like um, just how pure and dumb it is to be like, oh, that trope of like that one scene where she's like <laughs> this one person 
in the cult didn't know not to tell them that they were going to be like wiped of their memories and turned into like gods question mark yeah another trope that i like from like old shows like these is like whenever somebody like gains power or like is super strong they have to crush a bottle with their bare hands (laughs) it's like you have this guy minami that just turned into a fucking the Black Sun, pretty much, the Century King, and he's trying to keep this a secret. And at the time, his sister throws him, like, a bottle of, like, looks like orange Fanta, and he catches it and, like, crushes it, and they're like... (gasps) (laughs) I love how that's always the way you find out somebody has, like, superpowers or some shit. And then he's, like, talking to his dad, and he's like, look what happened to me! And he, like, he just breaks his pipe. (laughs) They don't really do that anymore. Like, I feel like that's like a, a trope that doesn't happen in like modern day action movies or anything. That was something that was going on in the 80s that was lost. So back in the day, like when you became like a common writer, it was like a big deal because like you actually got like changed to, to not be human anymore. You were like a cyborg and everything. And like, it's a big like crisis of faith and like who you are that you like can't be like a normal person like versus now which like you like you put on a belt and like you do stuff for the most part but no um my favorite trope is i'm not sure how much this actually happens versus how much i remember it but it feels like for a while whenever you wanted to show that somebody had super strength they would like stop a like bus from hitting (laughs) a child and leave their handprint in the bus but then accidentally like break like the child's ribs or something that's still going on a little bit but now they kind of do the whole like save the girl and get out of the way of the car at the same time. So sometimes they do that and sometimes they do the super speed take on it. But yeah, that's another trope that's kind of being uh, going away right now. They don't really have tropes like that anymore. We didn't reach it, but um, so later in the show, you see um, a like pretty major arc is basically that he's fighting as like his brother. Yeah, I figured they're gonna like have some and, kind of um, standoff or something. So his brother's character is one of those like people who like a lot of fans are like, "Hey, why isn't this person classified as like a common rider? They're clearly like a prototype or like an early evil common rider, and like this is what they look like in general right here." Okay, that's a cool suit. Kind of looks like RoboCop. Yeah, there's lots of RoboCop, and like I guess that Japan just love RoboCop. Which is kind of funny because that third movie is like very scared of Japan, but like I guess it was a big character in Japan. But no, um, I love the fight scenes here where they're just like very clearly reversing the footage of them jumping in the w- <laughs> in the water to like yeah, like they get out. In this show, I realized really quick that gravity doesn't exist. Like <laughs> they're just jumping all over the fucking place. Like how do you jump that high out of water? <laughs> Without even, like, having any, like, flying abilities or anything like that. But I'm like, what planet are we on right now? And they were, like, like um, that fight scene in, like, the second episode where they were, like, on top of, like, a crane and falling off and jumping off, like, a building. And I was like, oh, you just had to do, like, shit live. Like, like you just had to do real stunts with, like, lots of trampolines and, like, yeah. nets. And then, like, I think on the... effects. During that same sequence, they're like in the middle of like the crane in the middle of the ocean and like fighting really slow, making sure they don't fall off. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> they're like one, two, three, kick. 
they could definitely tell they're being like super cautious about not having any wires on them or anything. But yeah, the the, the fighting was super fun. I like seeing them just be like, oh, we have to have like weird fight locations and we have to have like this bike and like a lot of just like um we can't do as much off camera so we need to do more on like we can't have like these big like six person fights with like multiple forms and like effects and like so we have to make this like just be in like a weird place and like maybe they just like in the 80s did not need like the same permits where they could just like be like Nobody told us not to film in this warehouse, so just like break all these boxes mm-hmm. before they come back. I don't know, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's like a very different vibe. I love the effects here, the fighting. It's just like a very fun show. Yeah, I wish that we don't necessarily have to get back to the point of always using practical effects, but I think that has a certain look and feel to it that makes it more genuine and more intimate versus relying on CGI so much in today's like action movies and stuff like that. But I feel like every now and then it's cool to do like a practical uh, effects. Um, Like it seems like every time they reboot, like maybe like the Ninja Turtles or Power Rangers, like we just recapped a couple of weeks ago, how they prefer to do CGI or yeah, prefer to do CGI over practical suits and stuff like that. I feel like now in today's age, um, they think that fans don't want that, but I feel like there's a, a huge community that actually prefers practical stunts and fight scenes like that. At some point, we should look at like the um, 1990 like Ninja Turtles movie because that is so much fun in like those suits and like all the, like the like cool fights that, like they're doing like with their limitations versus like the weird Transformers ass like oh my god sl- like ones that were just terrible yeah that like. Yeah, like, there's something that you do lose, like, when you can do anything. Like, once you have, like, those, like, limits of being like, oh, that's a person in a suit, mm-hmm. like, your expectations change. Like, there's gravity there. And, like, that is really important for, like, making something more interesting, which is why, like, the first Jurassic Park means more than how much bigger the scale of, like, Jurassic World 2 or 3 was. Because mm-hmm. I haven't cared about it, you know? But, no. Um, so, something I want to make sure that like our fans know is um so next time we are going back to zero one 21 and 22 but um the reason we are looking at this right here right now is to ramp up to look at black rx and then masked rider which is such a weird show like this was like a cool character like you can tell like watching this that like the like cool jacket and gloves and like the actual like design for the rider is like it was cool to see this in like 1987 or whatever in Japan. But like, uh, <laughs> I can't wait to see what you think of like how they adapted it to be like a, like weird knockoff power Rangers. <laughs> it's, it's wild. I'm looking forward to it. But yeah. Like any like closing thoughts or no. Um, like I said, this is really fun. Um, <clears throat> but we should definitely check out like a old school Ninja Turtle movie in the future. Um, I'm also looking forward to the show that you just mentioned. And if you guys have any other recommendations or any questions that you guys want us to mention on our pods, please send them to our email. You want to plug it? Um, send questions into podcast at, at comradefee.com and find all, all of our episodes at comradefee.com. So uh, next time we are doing 
Kamara 0, 1, 21, and 22, just like that arc, which seems to be about a um, like lawyer situation. And then we'll see from there. But James, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under PopCoolNet. And you can find my podcast on Apple or anywhere you get your pods, PopCoolNet. And like James said, please send questions in, show recommendations to our email. And we'll start treating these one-off episodes when we're not talking about Zero One as a, you know, like a fun episode whenever we get enough questions to like answer your questions and also mm-hmm. dissect other shows in the Comrade universe. Yeah, and um, you can find me on Twitter.com at James Ford and the podcast at Common Ride With Me. And uh, one more question. Why did he leave his sister at a scuba shop to serve coffee? <laughs> that was weird, right? Yeah. Like, they go to a scuba shop. I didn't really know how to read her. that. I'm like, uh, he's like, are, are you cool? Like, is, was he supposed to leave you here? And she's like, uh, yeah. And I didn't understand why it was such a big deal. She had to, like, hide the motorcycle helmet like that. <laughs> she, like, kind of snatched it real quick before anybody saw it. And I'm just like, okay, this is a weird show. But... I get that it's like, please stay with my friend who runs like the scuba shop. But the people come in and order coffee. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, she just and she's like now. a high school or who's serving coffee at like a scuba shop. Like, like drugs aren't that bad. Like, I'd rather you do drugs than serve coffee in like a scuba shop. That's just my traditional values, I guess. <laughs> you and the drugs. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess uh, till next time, uh, watch Crime Rider Black and don't go into scuba shops. <laughs> till next time. Peace. <laughs>